You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Schaefer-Zacherly. Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. Yes. I have a dream for this podcast. I do too. Do you know what it is? But I want to know yours. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dream that at some point we can just record an episode <laughs> once and not have to re-record it. That's it. That would that's be my dream right dream, now. Yeah, yeah. That's the tr- that's what I want to manifest for us right now. We'll go to success and you know having more listeners and I making all sorts of friends. My dream for. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do that later. Right now we are three for three. Three for three. Three episodes in, and we've had to re- re-record every single one of them. Every one. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Mostly because I, you can't hear me in the, our original ones. Yeah. So now I am eating my microphone <laughs> and hoping people can hear me. I hope so. We'll get it. Yeah. We'll eventually get it. We We're learning. Yeah. We're learning. But we do have some fun and exciting things going on in addition to uh, re-recording. We do. We've got our social media platforms are up now yep facebook and instagram yes facebook is at facebook.com backslash the mimesis podcast instagram do you know that one off the top of your head um no (laughs) (laughs) at the mimesis podcast the website you should know you created it mimesispodcast.com that's right. That's the only one that doesn't have the at the beginning of yep. it. Because we wanted to make it a little tricky right we there, did. apparently. <laughs> and if anyone has any story ideas of things that they would like to see in a future episode, they can send them to us at our email. You know that one? The Mimesis Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Yay. Awesome things happening there. Um, I'm also trying to set up our Patreon page. Yes. When we get that set up, we're going to have some additional content there. We have one episode that we did. I think we can tell people that I was recovering from surgery. Yeah. And uh, man, we got a little we got a little punchy on that. <laughs> we were both a little tired. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. It's really funny. It's I think a lot of our personalities came out more than anything. Yes. So we got that one good. And um, another thing that will be on the Patreon when we get it up is your blooper reel. My blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. Because I cannot say the opening line. The, um, the a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. Yeah. She, can't, she can't say it. No, it's, I can have it written out right in front of me and I cannot do it. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. So we have that blooper reel that will be available on there as well. And we're going to work on some other like little mini episodes that are, that will be Patreon only. Actually, we're supposed to be doing a mini episode next week for recording, but you got a, you got a message from me about that one. Yes. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. It can turn into a whole episode. That's what it was. I was like, um, listen, I know this is supposed to be a mini, but I found some really cool information. And she's like, just go with it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Hey, we need to. (laughs) Yep. And it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Actually, there's so much information. It may end up being a two-parter because there's just that much. Yeah. But we'll see. 
I'm still in research mode, so we'll yeah. see how that And I'm goes. still trying to catch up. So <laughs> the more yeah. time that you need, the more time I get to catch up. <laughs> there you go. That works. That works for everybody. Yeah. But now for today's episode, this one is mine. Yes. This one is mine, and I'm really excited about it because it involves one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Like, we all have those comfort shows that we re rewatch all the time. Like Friends. This is one. And yeah, this is one of my comfort so shows. But it's not like Friends. <laughs> I know. Unless Friends kill Friends. <laughs> oh, please, no. No, I don't want to. Chandler, no. Um, but this week, we are going to be talking about Dexter and some real-life serial killers that mirror some of the uh, killers on the show. I love Dexter uh, so much. I do too. I, it's, like I said, it's one of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, it's, oh, I can't even, there's just no words. <laughs> it's, there's no words. it's really just Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be rooting for the guy that's killing people, but he's only killing bad people. Exactly. So that makes it okay. Yeah. And you said something about he... Oh, yeah. He has a band. He's not just an actor. He has a band. <laughs> Do you want to know oh. the name? Oh, it's got to be something dark and twisted. I know it does. Oh, no. Go no. ahead. <laughs> okay. Princess goes to the Butterfly Museum. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Princess goes to the Butterfly Museum. It's actually really, really good. <sighs> I think with a name like that, you have to be really good. Because <laughs> otherwise, people are just going to throw things at you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will appreciate his talent as a performer, <laughs> and I will reserve judgment until I have heard his music. However, I will say naming things is clearly not a gift he was graced with. No. <laughs> no. That's a, that's a mouthful. No, no. <laughs> Like, Mouse Rat is better than that. <laughs> Call your band Mouse Rat. I love Mouse Rat. I didn't get it at first when my husband had a shirt on that said that. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> Little Sebastian, the tribute song, all of that. That actually is another one of my comfort sh shows. <laughs> Depends on my mood. Do I want people to die or do I want to laugh? We'll see. Okay, enough about us in the small talk. Um, let's get down to business. Yes. Now, now, as I was researching the the killers on this show, I did pull information from things that the producer said about actual killers they had in mind when they did certain details and certain scenes. Okay, for like but each some different of them, season. Yes, okay. we're not going to do all of them. We're going to do we're going to do some of the main ones. Okay. And but the thing with this is that they didn't really say up front all of the killers that they were drawing inspiration from. So I as someone who has watched the show many times and has a a little bit of a inkling towards true crime, I pieced together some killers that they had connections to things that they had in common okay. and that's what we're going to be talking about today now if anybody listening hears me mention a killer that they think oh that that one is okay but this one might be better by all means email us let us know let's get a conversation going i want to i want to hear what you think about these things one more thing before i get going Actually, it's a two-parter. First of all, there are going to be spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched Dexter, we're going to be talking about some of the things that happened. So if you haven't watched it, you don't want it spoiled, this might not be the episode for you. Second of all, there are or, uh, trigger warnings here. We're obviously talking about murder. There's right. going to be some torture. There's even going to be some discussion about rape. So trigger warning, tr trigger warning. I will try to... Before I blurt those things out, I will try to give you a little moment to brace yourself that it's coming. Now, are you ready? Are you ready to dig in? Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's do this thing. 
In season one of Dexter, the Miami Metro team is hunting down the ice truck killer who, spoiler alert, freezes his victims' bodies before dismembering them. Mm-hmm. The one man whose crimes I feel closely resemble that is Richard Kuklinski, otherwise known as the Iceman. Now, both Richard and Brian Moser, who on the show is the ice truck killer, had super shitty childhoods. Brian was in the shipping container where he watched his mother get sliced to bits with a chainsaw. Yeah. Hello, trauma. trauma. Oh, extreme um, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's going to mess a kid up. Big oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, Richard's story might not have involved a chainsaw yet. Yet. But he, yeah, yet. yet. <laughs> Put a pin in that. We'll get back to that later. But he did have an incredibly abusive father that made his fundamental years an absolute nightmare. Oh, no. It always comes back to the parents. <laughs> It does. It does. There's a whole nature versus nurture thing that happens there. But, you know, if you see that the parents are abusive and, yeah, you know, that's, there's signs there. Not in every case. Not in every People case. People break free, but, yeah. You got to break that cycle. Break the cycle. Okay, so what motivated these two men to, mur- to murder? On Dexter, Brian is secretly Dexter's brother, and he's using the murders to get Dexter's attention in hopes of them bonding over their mutual desire to kill, (laughs) which is one of the more gruesome things to bond over. Yeah, that's creepy. (laughs) It really is. Richard, on the other hand, killed as a way to provide for his family. He became a hitman for for the mob and truly had a gift for it. He could take lives with cold indifference and even claimed in past interviews that he carries no regret about any of them. Wow. Yeah. However, after watching three documentaries about it, which you can find these on HBO Max, and it's the Iceman Tapes, the Iceman and the the Psychologist, and the Iceman Confesses, I believe he does carry an immense amount of guilt for how his family was impacted by this. Right, like not for the people that he killed, but for his family. Just yeah, that they his, found out. His wife his wife and kids had no idea that he was doing this. They thought he was a businessman. Yeah. So, you know, he'd get up from the Christmas table and say, you know, I have to I have to go. And they thought he was out there, you know, some big business dealing, but instead he was he was killing people. Yeah. And his wife and family eventually found out. When he was That's, arrested. Yeah. 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 Like they didn't and find they... out because they saw like blood on him. <laughs> no, they didn't find out because of that. He didn't like fess up to it. They found out when he was arrested. Yeah. That's so crazy. He had. Yeah. And, I mean, they had a nice home. They were living the suburban dream. And then all of that was just completely shattered when the truth about what he did, what he'd been doing caught up with him. Yeah. yeah. So while Brian always dismembered the bodies of his victims and left them in those gruesome little packages for law enforcement to find, Richard took different methods of disposal. Sometimes he would cut them up with a chainsaw. (laughs) See, a chainsaw. Told you we'd get back to the chainsaw. (laughs) Other times he would wrap them in a tarp and dump their bodies. He considered them trash at that point. That was, he was just throwing them out like trash because that's all they were to him. His words. Another, and this one, oh, this one just is so, hold on to your butts, okay? (laughs) After he killed someone, I I think it was a male. I don't think he ever killed women. I think this was all men. He put a body in a, like a shipping barrel, you know, one of those big uh, ceiling barrels that you have, the metal ones. And he put it outside of a diner that he frequented all the time and he just left it there and then came back daily to eat at this diner because he wanted to see how long it would take before somebody noticed it oh my gosh nothing like returning to the scene of the crime (laughs) yeah and one day it vanished he didn't hear any any word about it that anything horrible had been found inside of it so as far as he knows like one day the barrel just vanished and that was it. Wow. I've always been afraid of that, honestly. Working in kitchens, like going out and then there's a body in the garbage. Like, yeah. 
because there's always like big dumpsters and yeah. stuff back there and you never know yeah, and they're always like kind of like fenced in a little bit yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> new fear unlocked yeah. dumpsters <laughs> Now, the ice truck killer got that name because he used a refrigerated truck that allowed him to keep the body parts of his victims cold until he could dump them in just the right spot. Richard became known as Iceman when he used a freezer chest to keep bodies cold and throw off their time of death to the medical examiners. Right, because they could decompose at a different time once you freeze them. Exactly. But see, the similarities don't end there. Both Brian and Richard have brothers who are also killers. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Richard's brother murdered a 12-year-old girl and is serving a life sentence in the same prison Richard was in. So they get to have Christmas dinner together. But they don't. Okay. They good. don't. They don't speak. Um, what he said is that he'll see his brother in the hall and he'll say hi to him and his brother won't even acknowledge him. Won't even talk to him which surprises me like if there's one yeah. person from the outside that you know that's there and they did like the, the same thing they killed people like it seems you would want to i don't know i'm sure there's more in that story about their relationship that we don't know oh probably maybe yeah. one of them got beat worse than the other by the dad and so they yeah. were like mad like why did you get off easy or something Exactly. There's no way to know. Yeah. It's It was a messed up backstory. And of course, with the ice truck killer, we know that Dexter is his brother and Dexter is <laughs> quite fluent at murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how did the two ice men die? Spoiler alert for those that haven't seen on the show, Brian has his throat slit by Dexter and his body parts dumped in the ocean in true Bay Harbor butcher fashion. Richard died in prison of a heart attack that many believed was under suspicious circumstances. Hmm. Maybe his brother had something to do with that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But if you want to learn any more about Richard, uh, you can, like I said, you can find the documentaries, The Iceman Tapes, The Iceman Psychologist, and Iceman Confesses on HBO Max. Now... On to killer number two. Dun, dun, dun. This one is my favorite uh -huh. uh, on the show. <laughs> I think I know. On the show, it's this. my favorite. Um, <laughs> the killer bums me out big time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Trinity killer and the BTK killer. John Lithgow. Oh, John Lithgow did an outstanding job in this role. I never took him as a serious actor until that. I know he's the, uh, that role, the way he portrayed that darkness. Yeah. He was did amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like it's sad that he could be creepy like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did a really because good job. Because he does so great in, in comedy roles. Yeah. Did you ever, ever see him in Harry and the Hendersons? Yes. Oh, Harry just, <laughs> it was like, Harry was like a big puppy dog uh -huh. and he was so sweet with him and. Uh, now I want to watch that movie. I totally dated myself by saying that because that's like way an 80s movie. But I, I, damn it, it's good. It, it needs to be brought up. I actually had my daughter watch it not too long ago because it was on Netflix. Isn't it cute? It was funny. She loved it. Yeah. It's a good one. Now, producers did confirm that they pulled elements from BTK when they were putting together the Trinity Killer. I could see that. Yeah. Real name, Dennis Raider. This guy is just the worst. Sick. If you listen to the podcast Morbid, which I reference a lot because, again, I, I think they do such a great job at d deep diving into cases that I like to refer back to their brilliance. Okay. Morbid hosted by Elena and Ash, they, they did a big deep dive into BTK and they covered the dark elements of cases, but they, they roll their snarky humor into it. It's awesome. Give them a listen. But yes, they refer to, to him as fucking Dennis for good reason. 
and you will see why. So the producers grew, drew the inspiration from BTK, even in their titles. BTK is based on three core elements, bind, torture, kill. And Trinity is believed at first to have the habit of killing in a cycle of three. Killing a woman in a bathtub, pushing another to their death, and bludgeoning a man with a hammer. Yep. Spoiler alert, we do learn later that there's a fourth habit. But by that point, his name had already been established as Trinity. And it stayed that way. Both BTK and Trinity killed men, women, children. However, the reasons for killing were very different. For BTK, it was sexual. This freak got off on it. <laughs> yeah. He never had sex with any of his victims, but semen was found at the scenes because, like, he would masturbate over their bodies. Ew. Yeah. No. No, no. Ew. <laughs> I know. No. Yeah. Sometimes while they were still bound, not quite dead. Oh, yeah. no, no. No. <laughs> oh, wait, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> According to the book Confession of a Serial Killer by Catherine Ramsland, PhD, Dennis called these moments of having his victims tied up while he did his business. Are you ready? I'm ready. He called it his sparky big time. Oh, <laughs> no. That's right. Sparky big time. This guy's the fucking worst. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, your partner calling it that? Oh, no. Oh, that would be no. it. I'd be done. Okay. I'd be like, I'm go away. We're done here. <laughs> We're done. We're done. I'm closing up shop. We're <laughs> we're Never chastity belting it. You. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Never again. You're done. Here's your coat. Here's your keys. Have a good life. Yeah. Bye. That's we're we're done here. <laughs> yep. Trinity, on the other hand, it wasn't sexual at all for him. He repeated the loop because of pain in his past. His sister caught him looking at her in the shower, which I guess kind of kind of pervy there, but he wasn't touching himself. So do you give, do you give him credit for that? Good for you? Yeah, good know. for you. <laughs> but when she got up to close the door, she slipped and shattered the shower doors and a shard of glass cut the artery in her leg and she bled to death in front of him. Their mother went through a deep depression after that uh, and ended up throwing herself off a bridge. Again, wow. repeating the paddle the pattern of him tossing Killing a woman people. off. Yeah. yeah. This left Arthur alone with his very abusive father, Henry. Henry was later found beaten to death in an alley behind a bar. And while the show hints that Arthur did it, that's never really confirmed. Yeah. After that, he would, Arthur would poison a child and bury them alive. And for him, this was symbolizing his own loss of innocence. He was the little boy dying. Arthur was also a meticulous planner. Dennis usually bumbled his way through his crimes. Yet both yeah. were able to keep killing streaks going for decades. They were both married with kids, yet Arthur is shown to be verbally and physically abusive, while Dennis's family maintains he was a kind man and they had no idea he was capable of that kind of violence. I don't know how these people can just not get caught by their family like how do they keep it straight i have no idea i really don't i i don't know how you wouldn't see something something right. that gave you a clue i like i mean the fact that they're not there all the time would be kind of concerning to me yeah but would your head go there or would you think like would i would just honestly cheating <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say would you think he was cheating or you know where does your head go or does staying, it staying with them yeah if they're cheating <laughs> i don't well uh dennis's wife didn't stay with him either she okay. she bounced his kids were like no we don't need to talk to him anymore they all they shut Before him out he was caught well when they learned what he'd done oh when they learned which I think you'd have to. How can you continue to have a relationship with this person? Absolutely not. I no, mean, and he's, he killed kids, too. Yeah. No. So, like, 
knowing that, no, we're yeah. good. We're done here. On Dexter, Arthur didn't want to be caught. He wanted to keep completing this pattern over and over again. Dennis wanted to be famous. He wanted his name right up there with Bundy, Dahmer, Ramirez, and the rest of those sick fucks. He longed for the notoriety so much that he was the one to think up his own moniker. Right. Didn't he try and send in, like, different names? Yeah, he gave him a list. He gave him a list <laughs> to choose from. A choose-your-own-adventure of his serial killer name. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He even drew a symbol of the VTK, like a logo. Oh, my. Because if you're <laughs> going to be a killer, branding is important, right? Uh, Everybody's got to have a brand. No. Uh, do you see? He's just freaking the worst. Yeah. He's so self-absorbed, narcissistic. Yeah, it's It's horrible. So as the hunt went on for police to find BTK, others began to come forward and say they were behind the crimes. Well, Dennis did not like others taking credit for his work one little bit. He started sending letters, clues, and even Barbie dolls wrapped up in bondage to the detectives on the case. Hey! Does that sound familiar? <laughs> That's what the ice truck killer did. That's right. In season one, mm -hmm. so there's a little throwback to another killer of wrapping up Barbies. Oddly enough, that will not be the last time I mentioned Barbies in this <laughs> oh, episode. Goodness. I I kind of feel bar I feel sorry for Barbie. Well, you'll learn why. <laughs> but both Trinity and Dennis left little calling cards behind on every one of their murders. In the case of Trinity, he left a smudge of the ashes from his sister's urn smeared on the wall so eventually that, he would have to stop because he yeah. ran out of ashes <laughs> and that's actually something that happens towards the end of the season is he's getting he's running out of his sister's ashes that's becoming a thing it's becoming a very okay. real problem and i wonder what would have happened when he ran out i have right. i have a hard time believing he would stop yeah but i don't know now dennis fucking dennis went with a bit less obvious approach he would drink a glass of water at each victim's house, then wipe it down and put the glass away. And later he got pissed that the police didn't catch on to this little clue that he was leaving behind. How is that even a clue? I don't know. How is hydration a clue? Like, clean glasses in the... In the cupboard. Cupboard. Like, yeah. nobody's going to think of that. They might dust it for prints, but the fact that they don't find anything on there, how yeah. is that even a clue? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know how his mind works. It's dumb. Yeah, no. He also he also did things on some of his, uh, in some of his murders from things he saw in movies. Like in one murder, oh, he saw Jack Nicholson wear like fingerless motorcycle gloves. And he thought they were cool. So <laughs> on his next murder, he wore fingerless motorcycle gloves like Jack Nicholson. Oh, my gosh. The guy did not have one original thought in his head. He None. was just horrible. No. He just wanted to be that famous. And like I said, if you want, I think Morbid did like a three-part episode on him. So if you want to know more about fucking Dennis, check that out. BTK three-parter on Morbid. You can learn all about all about his mess messiness. Now, Dennis was arrested February 25th, 2005, on August 18th. That same year, he was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences. Now, he wow. is still alive and serving his oh. sentence in the El Dorado Correctional Facility. Meanwhile, on Dexter, Arthur Miller is killed by Dexter with a hammer, just like the way his dad died. Unfortunately, right. huge spoiler alert of one of the biggest plot twists of that show. It was too late for Dexter to save his own wife, Rita. Mm -hmm. And that scene destroyed me. Absolutely. That poor baby, born in blood, just like his dad was. Oh. Mm -hmm. But see, didn't, didn't he know that? The Trinity Killer know that? And that's yes. why he did it. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, at that moment when Dexter comes in and sees his son and, like, goes to reach for him, 
like everything in his world slows down and the shot even slows down. Yeah. And that just, oh, it's horrible. That whole, I mean, it's, it's so powerfully done, but it just breaks your heart. Moving on from there, while there are tons of killers on Dexter and we don't have time to do all of them. No. We're going to focus on, yeah, no, this episode be no. six days long, <laughs> which I could talk about Dexter for that long, but I don't think anybody wants to hear that. <laughs> uh, I think they might. I don't know. We'll see. If if somebody wants to just chat about Dexter with me, I'm I'm your girl. Let's make it happen. But we for this for this particular episode, we're only going to focus on two more of the uh, big killers, and these these are going to be some pretty heavy ones. The first one is going to be the Barrel Girl Killers. And the second is going to be the doomsday killers. And if, you know, if any of you want me to do deeper dives into these particular cases ever, please let me know. But for right now, let's dig into the barrel girls case. This one, this season and the killers that we're going to talk about with this, this one's a rough one. The killer I found who has the most similarities is David Ray Parker, AKA the toy box killer. Ugh. Yeah. I don't even like the sound of that. No. It's just his, even his name is vile. Uh, big time tri- trigger warning here. There's mention of rape and torture to come. If you don't want to hear that, go ahead and skip on through to the the Doomsday Killer. That one will be a little, little less intense. On Dexter, the Barrel Girl gang were made up of five guys who met at a summer camp when they were teenagers. They were Eugene Greer. Dan Manel, Cole Harmon, Alex Tilden, and Boyd Fowler. These five men made a ritual out of kidnapping a young woman, chaining them up with shackles, and torturing and raping them in all sorts of horrific ways. Once they were done with the girl, their body would be stuffed into a barrel, they'd be electrocuted, and then they'd be thrown into a swamp in the middle of nowhere. Now, David Ray Parker, the toy box killer, he didn't work alone either. Now, But his partner in all this ugliness was his girlfriend, Cindy Uh, Hindi. Cindy Hindi. First of all, you you have a stupid name, Cindy Hindi. Second of all, a woman being involved in torturing other women. Yeah, that's just, that doesn't sit well with me at all. No, not at all. Unfortunately, many of David Parker Ray and Cindy Hindi's victims were never found because they dumped their bodies out in the desert where the animals and the elements destroyed the evidence. Or right, sometimes anything. Yeah. Or sometimes instead of killing the girls, they would like drug them and brainwash them that none nothing had happened and then they just let them go. What the crap? Yeah. On Dexter the Barrel Girl Gang's crimes came to light when one of their victims, Luna, played brilliantly Lumen. by Lumen. I did it again. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Lumen, played by, brilliantly by Julia Stiles. Lumen, not Luna. <laughs> uh, but on the show, thanks to De- Dexter's intervention, she escapes. Much like the character of Lumen, one of the Toy Box Killer's victims escaped as well. Her name was Cynthia, and she managed to break free after smashing a lamp over Cindy Hindi's head and making a run for it. Cynthia was naked, covered in blood, wearing only a chain around her neck that was dead bolted in place. She ran door to door in search of help until she found an elderly couple that let her in and called the police. The cops came to take Cynthia to the hospital, while at the same time getting enough information to piece together that David Parker Ray was to blame. When the police searched David Parker Ray's home, there was no denying something horrible had happened there. There was a bed in the living room with shackles on the corners, hooks overhead to string someone up, and a coffin-sized box in the corner with chains inside. Oh, that's so terrible. Like, as if being chained up isn't bad enough chained up inside a coffin yeah 
I, I'm claustrophobic just thinking about that. Yeah. Few further searches revealed torture devices and restraints everywhere. I'm not going to go into the depth of, of all the devices that he had to inflict pain. No, please don't. <laughs> uh, but it's bad. It's bad. I will say that the fact that Cynthia survived this for three whole days is astounding. She's a badass fighter that she made it through. But I have to imagine the the scars inward and outward that she has have got to run deep. Now, there are three more elements of this where art and life imitate each other very closely. And I have to point these out specifically. The first in the real toy box killer case, while Cynthia was in the hospital being treated, Cindy Hindley was ushered past her room to get stitched up from where Cynthia smashed the lamp over her head. That would be she was, so traumatizing to see the person that has been like torturing you for days. Exactly. She thought like she was there past. to get her. Yeah. yeah. She th- she was freaking out. The good thing is by that point Cindy Hindy was already in police custody. So okay. there was at least that. But she did make a comment to the police, Cindy Hindy did when she saw Cynthia, that she was like, You you need to check that girl for heroin. So, yeah, she had to make a little comment about that because apparently before um, they kidnapped her, she did have a drug problem. Okay. Yeah. So. So they wanted to try and spin it to where, oh, she's on drugs. We didn't do anything of that sort. Exactly. She wanted all of that. (laughs) But one look at her and nobody was buying that story. Yeah. Now, this is very similar to on Dexter. He tried to drug Boyd Fowler so that he could kill him. And at the same time, Boyd hit him with a dart gun. The two woke up next to each other on the ambulance or in the ambulance and then were put in rooms side by side in the hospital. Yeah. So there's there's a pretty big similarity then. The second similarity is pretty gross. In the Barrel Girls with the game. The Barrel Girl Gang and David Parker Ray, they both recorded themselves torturing their victims. As gruesome as that is, it did help investigators or on the show, a pissed off Dexter Morgan, find them. Yeah. The final similarity that we're going to cover in this case is the emotional torment inflicted by the rapists. In case of the Barrel Girls, Eugene Greer, a.k.a. Jordan Chase, would put his watch down by the victim's ear and say, tick, tick, tick. That's the sound of your life running out. That's so terrible. As icky as that sounds, I would rather have that, like, and you know those birthday cards that sing at you? I would rather have that inside one of those recorded (laughs) birthday cards than what David Parker Ray would do. He had, when they would kidnap a woman and bring her there and shackle her, He had a cassette tape that he would play for them that was 40 minutes long. And it told them in grisly, gruesome detail exactly what he was going to do to them. No, no, no. Yeah. No. The transcripts are available online to search for. But let me just tell you, don't read them. (laughs) They're there if you want to, but don't. There's... There's things on there I wish I wouldn't have read because now I can't unsee it and it makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, please don't tell me I'm either. I don't. I, no. <laughs> no. No. You don't need to read it. It's fine. No. That's fine. Just know it's out there somewhere. I live in my own little sandy land. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, nice, and- <laughs> it's nice there. It's nice There's no there. girls in barrels. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, as is usual on Dexter, he, and in this case, Lumen, killed the barrel girl gain off one by one. In reality, David Parker Ray was arrested and sentenced to 224 years in prison. Wow. He died May 28th, uh, 2002, of a heart attack. What's all with all these heart attacks? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Apparently, your heart gives out in prison. I hope it was a really painful heart attack, though. Yeah. Um, In a truly horrible turn of events, Cindy Hindy was released after only 19 years in prison and she's currently oh, free. No, 
no, no, no, no, no. Why? No. She's not Uh supposed to be free. No. So this woman that not only watched but actively participated in all the, the torturing and murder and rape of these women, she's out there somewhere. No. She probably changed her name because Cindy Hindi is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Now, I just realized something. We we're going to do one more um, killer. And I said a few minutes ago that it was going to be the doomsday killer, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I was going to do the doomsday killer, but then they released the last season of Dexter, Dexter New Blood. And yeah. that one mirrors an Alaskan killer. They they could directly drew from his story. So that one I had to cover. So maybe in another episode, if somebody wants me to, I'll try to find somebody that matches up to Doomsday. But for today, we're going to do our Alaskan serial killer, Alaskan. whose real name was Robert Hansen. That seems like a normal name. It does. But Robert, <laughs> Robert had a very, he had a pretty normal life other than his sick pastime going um, on a killing spree <laughs> big time big time but like in a hor- oh we'll get there we'll get there don't we'll get there uh if it if you haven't watched the last season of dexter dexter new blood definitely not. skip over this part you haven't i know well i'm gonna ruin <laughs> no, it for you i'm sorry i know, I gave I know. You- <laughs> it's okay you gave me a, plenty of time to catch up which was only like 48 hours so <laughs> But you chose to do other things like sleep and take care of your family and be responsible. <laughs> I know. I mean, fine. your girls. I had to take care of your girls and get them to school. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, I was laying in bed watching TV. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I was doing all of your work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just so everybody doesn't think I'm a slug, I had surgery. Okay. Yes. <laughs> She was very nicely helping me out. You're the, I said, you're the very opposite of a slug. Like literally I had to like, no, you go lay down right now. I know. (laughs) I know. Which is also probably why, you know, what a week, two weeks later, I'm still sore today is because I won't just sit anyways, but I digress. Okay. So if you've watched the last season of Dexter, Dexter, new blood, there it out in the Alaskan wilderness where Dexter has made his new life. We meet uh, a man by the name of Kurt who owns a diner and a truck stop in that small little town. And everyone there views him as a good guy. But Kurt has a dark secret. You see, Kurt accidentally killed a young woman a few years back. And it kind of became a fetish for him. Oh, no. Yeah. To feed his dark addiction, he finds runaways. And uh, he finds not just runaways, but women that are down on their luck that, you know, basically nobody would know if if they would go missing. Right. He offers them a place to live in this adorable little cabin that he owns with a jacuzzi and a cozy bed. But things do not stay rosy for these women. Not at all. Oh, no. Run away. Run away now. Never let a man tell you, I've got a house and a cabin in the woods. (laughs) Don't do that. You're not Little Red Riding Hood. Don't do that. <laughs> the big bad wolf. Oh, exactly. There's a reason that's a that's a fairy tale or a nursery rhyme. <laughs> um, once the women go in there, they're locked inside and soon discover that there's a camera filming their every moment or their every movement. Oh no! Yeah. Kurt then waits until the perfect moment. Probably a few days in, it was a few days in, he made sure that they were very frustrated, really wanted out, getting kind of panicked. And then he would open the door and offer them, bunny ears, bunny ears, freedom. What awaits them outside is Kurt in full hunting gear, ready to hunt and track them like an animal. Yeah. And these women probably have never really been in the woods before and don't know what to do. Yeah, these and they're not dressed for it. They like they they have their regular clothes and I'm not even I think one of them he gave their coat back. I don't think he gave it back every time, but yeah. Uh, so they're out in the freezing cold just running for their lives. Yeah, in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's wild animals. Uh, horrible ones. 
Yeah. And much of this was taken from a real story. Robert Hansen, known as the Butcher Baker, was a quiet guy. He ran a local bakery. The few that knew him believed that he was capable of the atrocities that he committed. But he didn't just target those down on his luck. He specifically targeted prostitutes, much like the ice truck killer and many other serial killers do, unfortunately. He would offer to pay for sex. those women are not worthy. What? Like, those women are not worthy in their eyes. Yeah, they think they they have no value. Nobody will know if they've gone missing. That's that's not true. That's a human being that has family that love them. Sometimes they're doing this to care for their kids. You know, it's... Sometimes it's the only option that they have to make a little bit of money. Exactly. And that's the sad world that we live in, that that has to be an option. Yep. I agree. He would pay the, he was, he would offer to pay these women for sex, then subdue them by gunpoint and rape them. Oh, but his sick little games didn't stop there. He would chain his victims in a soundproof room in his basement and torture them for days. Once he had his fill, he would tell him he was going to release him. Instead, he would load them into this private plane he owned, one of those little prop planes, fly them out into the middle of the Alaskan wilderness, and hunt and kill them. I mean, he, he's hunting them for days. I thought you were going to say he pushed them out of the plane. <laughs> no, no. Um, that I might mean, have been an easier death worse. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would, he'd hunt them for days. Oh, he'd like get dear. close and let them think that they were, you know, safe. So they have and, the you know, hope. Yeah, that they're safe. And That's this is terrible. out in the wilderness. There's, there's nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles. There's no help to be found. And so he must have had his pilot's license to yeah. keep from being caught. Yeah. Yep. He did. He flew That's his own terrible. plane out there. His reign of terror ended when one of his victims escaped. With her testimony, officers were pointed in Hansen's direction. Searching his home uncovered enough evidence for a conviction, and in 1984, he was sentenced to 461 years in prison with no chance for parole. Good. Yes. Meanwhile, on Dexter, Kurt Caldwell wasn't killed by Dexter alone. Dexter's son... Harrison, who was born in blood just like his dad, joined in the family business of bringing the madman down. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he took Harrison and moved them to Alaska from Miami. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens from there because there is more that happens and I do want you to see it. But okay. we don't know if there's going to be I'll a, catch a up se- soon. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be another season of this if they're is it's going to have to be reworked also i have very 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 strong feelings about this series this season i (laughs) i think there's so i need to hurry up and catch up so that you do or you know our our listeners if if anybody wants to rant with me about that last season if you have strong feelings about it or you know just want to gab about your thoughts i would love to hear it because there was some things that I thought we're very out of character for well-established characters, but but I digress. Well, so there you have it. There's some real-life cases of serial killers mirroring those on TV. Uh, Now, Sandy, excuse me, Sandra, she hates it when... (laughs) Just, you're the only one that ever calls me Sandy. And like when my husband tries to do it, like it's like, no, no, you you can't pull that off. You can't pull that off. <laughs> no. Okay. But when you do it, when you like when you say Sandra, like usually I'm like, what? What did I do? I'm in trouble. Yeah. What? what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So anyone listening, Sandra, if you hear me call her Sandy, that is a slip up. I'm trying to stop. <laughs> Sandra. But it's been many, many years. I know. It's it's been so many years. I don't know if I can stop doing it now. Based on this, the killers on TV versus uh, the real real thing, what are your thoughts on who who you think is the scariest in there? 
Oh, goodness. They're all scary. Yeah. Is there one in particular that just made your skin crawl? uh, It would have to be the toy box killer. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that another female, like maybe you were out somewhere and you needed help and she's like, oh, I'll help you. And like, you're felt safe, like going with her because it's another female. And then all of a sudden there's a man. Yeah. And then they start torturing you. Like that is terrifying. That actually happened in one of their cases. Um, I believe it was Cynthia, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, she was working as a prostitute and he picked her up and tried to say he was a police officer. And then Cindy, I think he was driving like a motorhome or something or a van. And then Cindy Hindi came out of the back and tried to slap, like slap on the cuffs. And this girl, or Cynthia, immediately realized something wasn't right. That's not how police officers work and tried to struggle. So it's exactly what you were saying that, you know, I think we see another female and we think that there's that there's an element of protection there. But yeah, that's just a horrible betrayal. Yeah. I agree that that one is just the worst. I also forgot to mention that the toy box killer had a trailer that he built that had that's that was like his special place for oh. torturing women. And inside, oh. you know, the walls were covered with pictures of women he tortured, porn, everything. But there was also oh, no. another wrapped up Barbie doll in there. What <sighs> is it with serial killers and Barbie dolls? <laughs> Right. And why are they wrapping them up? <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you did you not get to play with dolls when you were younger and you're just upset about it? Because, you know, yeah. it's okay. It's never too late. Go get yourself a Barbie dream house and a couple dolls and <laughs> do the damn thing. Like, Get the Barbie Jeep. Yeah. Just you're don't kill okay. people. Right. Play with dolls. Just don't kill people. <laughs> that should be a phrase, not a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> play with dolls. Just don't kill people. Just don't kill people. So I think that's about all we have for today. We're ready to wrap this episode up. Hopefully we won't have to re-record it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We better not. (laughs) I know. All right. Now, before we go, I have my little art quote of the day. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. May your life be so rad, art can't wait to imitate it. Aw. But in this case, not because you were the target of a serial killer. Let's tag that right. on there. <laughs> I like that. I do too. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.